You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at the compound located in Denver, Colorado. Welcome back, Blue Maze. Hi, thank you. Hello, hello again. Hi. Man, it's exciting. It's exciting to talk to you. You're one of the first guests to come back for season two. Yes, yes. I'm really excited to be on here. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I guess I guess just to recap um, what we talked about last time. I think you were you were talking about a lot of stuff you were overcoming, mm-hmm. and you know, ever since then you've been rocking it out. I've been very you know watching you on Facebook and seeing all your progress. So uh, I guess if you want to introduce yourself again, you know, by all means, and let's continue to talk about your jujitsu journey. Sure. Um, yeah. So my name's Blue, and I've been training for about five years now. Um, I'm in Denver. Uh, let's see. Um, this year, I made it a goal to just compete as much as I can at Blue Belt. Um, just I I never competed really at White Belt except for like an in-house tournament that I did one time, and that kind of scared me from competing. Um, and I wanted to compete again and try to do it locally. Um, at white belt, but I threw my back out and, uh, and then um, I just uh, fell into kind of a depression and and just didn't have the motivation to train. So I quit in like 29, late 2019 or like t- took a break, I guess. Um, yeah. And then COVID happened and um, I got my blue belt. Um, I went back to jujitsu training like when they started lifting the COVID stuff. Um, and then I got my blue belt November of 2020. Um, okay. And since then, it's been like such a journey because I've seen all these people I look up to compete. And the last time I went to PANS was 2021 just to watch a friend compete. I wasn't competing at all. Mm-hmm. And I had a panic attack. <laughs> there and I wasn't even competing. Um, but um I decided, you know what, I want to compete. Um, I went on like a road trip um at the end of 2022, like actually the summer of 2022, I went on a road trip um across the West Coast and just wanted to get away for a bit and just see life in a different perspective. I've met so many cool people who train and um, that really motivated me to come back to Denver and start training more seriously to compete. And 2023, I decided I'm going to compete as much as I can. So I traveled a whole bunch and competed a whole bunch, got some medals, um, did several like large tournaments. Um, and my most recent, I was um, I got gold. Um, at Nogi Pants. So yes, that was a great yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations on that. I was, when you posted a picture about it, I was, I was ecstatic. I was so excited for you when you, uh, when I heard that you won. So mm-hmm. yeah, cause I don't know, like for people who, you know, haven't listened to her, uh, episode from season one, I recommend you guys go back and listen to her episode. Cause it was, very, very inspirational. And I like a lot of people who have listened to it, it was like, man, that's like one of my favorite episodes. And she's just been like, your story was like phenomenal. So just hearing from all the stuff that you've been through, 
from the last time we talked to you, you know, kicking ass at Pans, I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. So what's 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 new with you? What's new in the life of blue? I mean, it's 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 been a year since we talked. I know you've been doing a lot of jujitsu, a lot of moving and shaking. So what's what's been going on? Man, I've just been competing. I've I've changed schools a couple of times. Um, the gym I was at uh, originally they split, um, so I decided to go with another gym that another friend of mine trains at, um, okay. and they're known for just producing world champions there, um, specifically like master world champions. Um, the older folks seem to do very well, as well as the adults too at the school um, that I go to now. Um, so I've just been training there now for for almost a year. Um, it's been really good. Uh, I've just been working, um, trying to, you know, like form my own business eventually. I do UX design. So I've just been trying to think more about that work and and uh, try to maybe venture into my own like freelancing and whatnot um i'm hoping to get into coaching so um this is very early start right now but i'm like starting to maybe coach like a couple of white belts and like new blue belts specifically like with performance anxiety and if they're struggling with their the mental side of competing and not necessarily like the technique and things like that um, I want to help those people. That's something I always struggled with, with competing. Because I remember the first time I competed at Blue Belt and I was having a panic attack and I just like shut down and I would just get beat in like two seconds, literally like two seconds yeah. of the guillotine, like doing a sloppy, sloppy double leg. And I wasn't even trying at that point because I was just so scared. Um, so I want to help people. Um, and, you know, I want to shout out to actually a professor of mine that um, I reached out to her. I haven't met her in person yet, so hopefully I'll meet her at Nogi Worlds. But um, her name is Heather Woods. Um, she helped me a lot with um, my mental side and really helped coach me through difficult times. And she's one of the biggest reasons, like, why I've been successful competing as well mm -hmm. as in my mat, too, also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if, you know, for people who don't know, I mean, at this point, if you guys listen to the show, uh, we've always touched base on like the whole, the mental aspect of jujitsu. And it's, it's just as important as techniques, you know, cause you know, it's, it's a, it's a, always an eternal, eternal battle with yourself when it comes to, even with training, you're talking about competing on big, big stages where, you know, it's, it's not like a local tournament. Like you got thousands and thousands of people watching you and it's like, it gets scary. It gets, it gets real, real scary. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. Yeah. It gets really scary. I mean, like the first big tournament I did was uh, pans in the, uh, sorry, pans in March of this year, the gi pans. And the first match I did, I got DQ'd. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because I went out of bounds during a submission attempt, but um, the woman I went against, like, she had me in, like, kind of, I, I think I still have both arms in, in her triangle attempt, and I was just trying to, like, uh, get out of it and pressure into her, and she kept kind of scooting shoulder, um, what is it, <laughs> like, trying shoulder, to oh, shoulder walking back? Yeah, shoulder walking back, but um, I was trying to just, like, press into her. I wasn't trying to push her out of bounds, but I went out of bounds, and that ref was like nope you're dq'd oh man that so, sucks. 
well, that sucked. Uh, so that was the first big one. Then after that, I started just doing opens. I did the Atlanta Open, the St. Louis Open, Austin Open. Uh, and then I Look did Master you. Worlds. Um, and Master Worlds was the second one, big one that I did. And that one, the first match I won, which was great, like did like a, like a bow and arrow choke kind of variation. Um, and then the second match, like I kind of just lost focus and yeah. I lost that one, but it's just so important your mental side because once you lose folk that focus, you know you just kind of go out of it and you're starting to worry and yeah that future thought comes in and you start getting anxiety and and then you lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a it's a struggle, man. That that mental battle is such a struggle. Um, I haven't competed. I was going to compete um, actually at the end of October, but we had um, a lot of things go uh, happen at our at my uh, school. Um, so we we don't like the school I've been training at for the last six years. We had unfortunately, you know, we closed down this month. So um, that's been rough. But mm -hmm. me and one of my training partners, uh, we actually partnered with some uh, with another school and we kind of like opened our own school. So it's been it's been crazy. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's been it's been wild because like you know because you were talking about um, you know just joining another school and I was going to you know uh, ask you about that, but um, yeah, it's like a whole other a whole other venture you know jujitsu wise and it's a lot, man. It's it's like we we used to teaching you know teaching at our own school, but we like we have you know, the four or five people that, you know, consistently train with us at H2O. And now we have them plus like a whole plethora of white belts and people who never learned the sport. So it's like, what? <laughs> you know, like what's going on? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So how was it for you? Uh, how was it for you joining a different school, you know, from training with uh, your last school for like so long? Well, I felt, I felt kind of like, I've kind of used to it just because the first school I started at um, was a different school from the school I left from. So oh, wow. Okay. Schools like three times. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So just uh, things weren't working out. And so I left. And then the second school, just um, like they, uh, one of the black belts split from the, from the school. And so he took a bunch of his, his students with him. Um, so that, he took actually like the majority of students. Um, and so you and I felt like naturally I had to move to that school. Um, and I realized through that, like I learned so much from that professor, uh, but I needed to train elsewhere where it had a be better balance of gi and no gi and also had people who competed on a regular basis because there were competitors at that previous school, but they didn't really compete as much as they mm -hmm. used to. So I wanted to go somewhere where there were people who competed consistently. Uh, so I decided to go to the compound and I already had a good relationship with the people at the compound. You know, I go to open mats and cross train here and there. So through developing that relationship, I was able to transition pretty easily. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, we, I've talked about cross training before and, before we landed at where we was landing at one of the guys that was on one of the earliest um, seasons, um, yeah, earlier episodes of first season, 
uh, I've talked to him a couple, you know, a bunch because I was, you know, kind of keeping him up to date on what's going on with our school. And he's, like, hey, man, you know, when if if you need to, you can always come over here. And it's it's great to have those relationships, you know, and especially in this jujitsu community where you know if you need to train somewhere, you know, you have a couple couple people in your back pocket that you can call, and that way you you know you don't miss out on anything because. You probably know as well as I do. If you miss a week or two of jujitsu, it's like two months, two three months gone. <laughs> yes, and you're just getting beat up. Yeah, because yeah, we. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, especially if you're going to a competitive school, like you're yeah, gonna get beat up. <laughs> yeah, because that was our worry, man. Because it wasn't even like, oh yeah, I knew where we was going to train, but it's like, dude, how long are we going to be off the mats? Because yeah, you miss a day, it's like a week. You miss a week, it's like two months. If you miss anything longer than that, it's like, dang, I need to start all the way over. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, sometimes a break is good for you, especially mm -hmm. now. Um, yeah, so I, I take breaks after I compete, but only like a few days. Yeah, you can't stay away from too long. You can, it's, oh. it, no matter No matter how much, like... I was talking to um, my instructor and one of my, you know, my training partners, uh, and he was like, "Dude, after after the, you know, we get everything settled, man, I think I'm gonna take like a week off." And they both looked at me like, "Really? Are you?" I'm like, "Probably not. <laughs> Probably not." <laughs> I was like, "Maybe a weekend, but a whole week? Nah, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't. No. No. So, you know." Like I said, just from last time talking to you and to like now just hearing you talking about competing more and actually getting to that instructor role and whatnot, which is phenomenal and amazing in, in itself. But like if you had to like look back and see how you where you started, like could you imagine that you would be wanting to be an instructor and competing as much as you did or no, as much I, as you are now? No, I couldn't fathom it. I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even think that far. I couldn't think even past like, like the soreness. Like I remember that that pain, that joint pain that I would feel um, when I was training at White Belt, and just how everyone was just beating me up so bad. And I remember like a particular incident that led me to like I guess quitting um, at White Belt was like one of the. It was like an advanced gi class. Um, mm -hmm. I was a four stripe white belt at that point and I just couldn't stop crying. I was just crying in that class and just so overwhelmed, overstimulated. And I just was like, I can't keep, I can't do this anymore. This is not right. Like I'm not picking up the techniques. There was a kid who started like way after me who got promoted to blue belt in like six months or something. And I was just like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so terrible? So I couldn't mm -hmm. go that far. Like, competing or even like winning like no gi pants i couldn't even imagine that like i was scared competing. Yeah. i was scared like i didn't think i would even be a good teacher because i didn't think i was a good person so mm -hmm. why would anyone want to learn from me mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's 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 it's, it's wild because jujitsu will show your true colors man and it has a way of showing you where you're supposed to be and like I said, I'm, I am very, very proud of like from your story and just seeing you like just blossom into like this badass, you know, jujitsu practitioner. And now you're talking about teaching and everything else. That's that's pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. 
Yeah, my hope is to help people who are struggling like me, who are, you know, white belts. I think white belts are what keep the gyms going, you know, and I notice yeah. sometimes we we're, we don't treat white belts well or, you know, we're we're not nice to them or something or we're not as welcoming. I think, you know, we have to be kind to those people and you don't you don't know it doesn't matter what color belt, but you don't know what people have gone through in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yourself out here, like on the mats to be like, like most your vote, like most vulnerable physically, you don't know how to defend yourself or anything like that. It takes yeah. to do that. It takes a lot. And like yeah. the further you go up the chain, you know, the further removed you are from that. So, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes you forget, you know, you don't see you don't remember or you don't even think about like when you were a white belt and you were on the right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we are constantly reminded of that. That's one of the things my instructor kind of like in, instilled in us. And I kind of hold dear to this day. Like he, um, when we meet people, especially, you know, people who never trained before, like we treat them just as much as the person who's been training for like the past 50 years. Because like you said, you don't know what this person is going through and what they've been dealing with. So, um, so when I met Kurt, who was the owner of uh, Boombox, where we're uh, training at, he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I have a grappling class, but I didn't know what, how, you know, what we was gonna do with it. You know, you guys came along, talked about doing jujitsu, which is amazing. And last week, I got a chance to meet some of the guy, uh, some of the people. And as much as I've taught, as much as I, I've been teaching since I was a blue belt, so as much as I've taught, I was still scared shitless, like." It's it's a room full of people I've never met, and I'm like, they're they're waiting for me to say something, they're waiting for me to teach, and they're hanging on to every single word. And I'm like, hope I don't sound stupid or crazy or you know throw out some lingo they don't they don't understand. And after we got done with the seminar, you know, I'm just standing there. I'm like, hey, you know, this is you know, I show what I can show, and you know, in a lot of time, I think it was like maybe like 30, 30, 45 minutes, and I'm like. So anybody got any questions and no one said nothing. I'm like, oh, well, one guy, you know, he raised his hand. So he's like, yeah. So uh, when did your class start? I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) So everyone, you know, they gave high praises about, you know, how I teach and everything. And that was like a big sigh of relief and a big weight off my shoulders. Cause like, I'm so used to teaching the same six, seven guys that I've been growing up within this sport and now we're in a new house and meet new people and they're just excited as the people that i've been training with and it's like oh this is gonna be fun this is exciting really really exciting yeah it takes some getting used to because uh um the gym that we're training we're at now is a little bit smaller than what we used to but we have more people that's so i guess it's a good problem to have yeah that is a good problem for sure. And I think that's awesome that you've been able to teach new people and people enjoy your teaching style. I don't know what my teaching style will be. Um, the first school I went to, I helped, I assisted like their kids class. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that, um, mm-hmm. but stay long enough to really hone in on that skill set. So my hope is that as I come to Purple Belt, um, I'm able to teach like like the beginner classes um, and just stay in the moment and not be so anxious <laughs> to teach. So Yeah. But kids class is as 
as crazy as, as chaotic kids class can get, that is the best place to start. It is. Yeah, because yeah, you have to, you know, you can't you can't go in with the mindset of like, okay, I got six people, I'm gonna show five different techniques and we're gonna rep them the whole class. Like, no, you gotta break down an arm bar to the most simplistic form for these you know, six, seven year olds and be like just for them to be like, okay, I think I got it. But it helps yourself in the long run because it, you know, it it slows you down. It gives you time to assess what you're trying to do and thoroughly look at what an actual armbar is and it helped me a lot because I started with kids class mm-hmm. you know before I even thought about doing adults class I was teaching like you know kids class twice a week to the point where I was like I was running a kids class and now it's like oh yeah so it's kind of easy to teach you know adults now because they're just bigger kids who just <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe it's a little bit more quieter, but <laughs> yes. Just a, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I would say sometimes I'm a bad student because I'm in the corner with my, with my friend, we're just chatting and we're doing the techniques and then talking and eventually we're just like, just not even doing the technique anymore. And my teacher's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and 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 but the funny thing about that is I've gotten more I've said that more to adults than I have kids. Yes, yes. Because like we'll be you know repping a technique and then next thing you know you got the corner of your eyes like two people rolling like a full match like what, what are you what are you doing right. what are you doing that is not yeah. the technique we're doing. Stop right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My friends are like that, and our professors like this isn't even the technique. Like, what are you doing? We're just we're, we're doing extra stuff. <laughs> just do it. It happens. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it happens though, man. But I mean, because like, yeah, we were. Uh, I think one of the last classes we were teaching at our school, we were um, going over something, and um, I think we we're going over like sometimes we was going over guard passes, and I'm like, you know, we're talking to a couple of people, and next thing you know, I just see just limbs flying on on my left side, and I just stopped and just looked over like, you guys done? That's not the technique we were working. It's like, oh, my bad, man. We just got so into it. I was like, yeah, I understand. I, I get it. I'm not. I'm not mad. It's just funny because that's that's how it happens only in adult classes. Kids yep. classes. Oh. It goes smooth. Adults is like, stop it. Go sit in the corner somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, split up. I know, right? You go over there, you find another partner because you guys are yeah, guys yes, get into trouble. Yes. Yeah, we we've all we've all been there. We all have been there. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, it's so how was it how was it for you preparing for like pans and worlds? Because those are like, you know, really, really big stages. It's not, you know, unlike, you know, not downplaying like grappling industries and stuff like that but this is like the mecca of of jujitsu yeah no it various steps it's like for me it took just like incremental steps of just like competing at opens getting used to the ibjjf rule set um Mm -hmm. understanding that better um and for those listening and who want to compete ibjjf um if you've done grappling industry, Naga, ADCC, whatnot, just make sure to read the rules um, for IBJJF, especially, you know, if you're used to ADCC rules, just the, forget those rules because if you do it, if you compete like ADCC, you're going to get DQ'd. Um, and, you know, like if you learn the rules, I think that helps a lot, you know, just sets expectations mm-hmm. 
when you go to the opens, when I go to opens, like the day of the tournament, I make sure like I have my snacks prepped and then like my music, all that stuff, warm up maybe 30 minutes before I look around the venue and just see where spots I can go sit and relax. Uh, Just getting used to the ways IBJJF holds their events. That helped uh, my anxiety a lot and just allowed me to better understand how they're set up and how they go through the events and stuff like that. Um, As far as like mental prep goes for me, um, again, my coach, um, Heather, she helped a lot with that mental prep, just writing down positive affirmations about myself and repeating those affirmations, um, staying in the present moment. I noticed if I were much about the future results, then I would get anxiety about those future results, which I noticed from like history that when I compete in that way, I don't do well. So mm-hmm. I have to throw that away and just think about just I'm right here. I'm at the present moment. I'm about to go on the mat to compete, do my game plan. Um, I prepare a game plan with my coach um, and I just write down like my ABC game plan and A is like my my go to plan. And that's something like I just drill over and over. B plan is like if A doesn't work out, go to B. Um, so I drilled that. C is more like, oh, crap, kind of plan. So, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that emergency button. Yeah. Oh, crap. That just t- took me down or like start from the worst position. So if like my C plan, like someone took my back, that's my worst position or something. Then I just drill like back escapes over and over and over. Or at, like places I just get really stuck at a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would drill that all the time. So I would do a combination of like prepping the movements, drilling that, making sure I have um, good drilling partners for that. I think that's very important. Oh yeah. Um, so I have several good drilling partners that I found over time through throughout this year, just competing and just you know people seeing me compete and then. Um, I I show up for those people too. I think that's important. You know, you should return the favor as well and show up for those people and they'll show up for you as well. So Mm -hmm. now I have friends, um, friends as a result of that. And they're one of my good friends now um, because they've helped me so much um, with competition prep. Um, Yeah. So, and also just like taping, taping my competition footage, taping my drills and just watching like, seeing the little details if I'm missing any stuff. Um, but I realized that's more like like a purple belt skill is, is like being able to see the nuances of it and like different pathways you can take um, to get to point B or whatnot. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I how I prepared for competition. I, I realize I, I have ADHD, so I have to have things organized and mm-hmm. written out for me. That's what's worked for me. Other people have different ways to prepare for competition, but that's how I did it. And it helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the whole winging it, that's, that's dead. That's, that's you can't do that no more. <laughs> no, you cannot do that. And, <laughs> wing it and be like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Cause um. The last couple of tournaments I did, I I mean, I can admit it. I, you know, once I went back and kind of like watched the tapes and kind of like was trying to remember where my 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 present mindset was, I wasn't fully there. Um, it was kind of one of those things I was just kind of like just getting my feet wet to kind of see 
<clears throat> if competing was something that I want to do. And the last one I did was earlier this year. And I, I kind of psyched myself up a little bit. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go. I'm going to do gi. And I'm going to do no gi. And that's an all day event. That's, you know, if you're doing, if you're, if you're preparing to um, compete and you're doing multiple uh, divisions, prepare to be there all day. Yes. Don't plan, don't plan nothing else. And I did, I did a lot better than I did my first tournament. I, um, I went against a couple of black belts because, you know, when you get up to like brown belt and the age is like the, the competition is very, very thin. But um, going back and watching the tapes, I saw where a lot of, um, a lot of mistakes I've made and a lot of stuff. I was like, man, you, you know, not to do that. You know, not to stand when someone's going for an arm bar or triangle, like you stop that. Don't do that no more. But now it's like, I'm trying to, like you said, trying to get in the habit of being more organized when it comes to, uh, jujitsu, um, just writing down small stuff. Um, and I find myself like studying a lot, Yes. A lot more stuff. I've never studied so much in my life. Even in school, I never studied this much. But now with jujitsu, it's like me and my partners or me and my instructors are sending, you know, back and forth videos and, and techniques. And we're like breaking them down to, you know, to to like the simplistic form. That way we can rep it later. And it's just like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting to work this much, you know, just off the mats. But it's important. It's just as important as, you know, what you do on the mats. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes people don't realize competition in and of itself is a skill set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Different from going to open mat and rolling. Because there's people who go to open mat and they're doing awesome and they're rocking it and they're really good. And then when they go out to compete, you know, I, I watch and I'm like, they don't, that's not how they roll normally. And it's because I could see it in their face that, you know, like they didn't prep for this, you know, like they're, mm -hmm. they're like the best people at open mat or the best people at your school, but it's their first time competing. And now they're just panicking and they're so anxious and they're in like that fight or flight, fight or freeze mode yeah i say yeah. yeah there's no there's no running <laughs> um so you know i think you you know we have to really work on our mental prep for competition i think a good chunk of um succeeding at competition is the mental prep and i think once yeah. you, you're able to do that and find what works for you i think you know you'll do better at competition definitely and um, I had just got an email from like, you know, they're, they're like the grappling, the first um, co competition for grappling industries in April of next year. And I was, you know, sent it to my partner and I was like, yeah, man, I think I want to do this. And he was like, you do realize this is going to be your first competition in black, right? I was like, oh, shit, that's right. So um, yeah. just... I was like, well, we got until now into April to to get it, to get it together, I, man, because... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a lot of time, but given the fact that like we're transitioning to a new school, so it's like I'm still not in the the um, I guess the freedom to like train like I want to. I'm still kind of like in that big instructor spot. So I'm like, all right, dude, we gotta find time to to really buckle down, man, and get this get this going because I don't want to go out there and just get smoked <laughs> the first time out again. So it's a lot, man. It's a lot been been going on in in this jujitsu life and it's yeah. it's it's 
it's been rough. It's been scary because, you know, when my, you know, instructor dealing with what he's dealing with, you know, he had to like kind of step away from the mats. We were just like freaking out because it's like, oh, what do we do now? But he right. was like, no, you guys got it. You know, I know you guys can handle it and blah, 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 blah. We like, yeah, but we don't feel it, but we're going to try. We're going yeah. <laughs> to keep it moving. But yeah, but everything is slowly starting to work out and kind of like the waters are starting to calm back down. And I say, I say about another month or two, we should be able to figure out exactly how we're going to get this stuff planned out. Cause um, I, I love, I love the idea of competing a whole lot more. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I, I tried it, I got bit by that bug and I was like, Oh, I want to compete as much as I possibly can. So you know, I kind of, I know I kind of get a chance to like live vicariously through you guys, you know, I've, I've, who I've, you know, gained friendship with during this podcast. I see you guys going out there competing week after week and doing pans and ADCC and worlds and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy. But damn, I wish I was there. <laughs> you will be there. You can do it. You can. Oh yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. Like I, that is, that is going to be my, my goal for next year is to, um, I want to compete as much as possible. Like, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a competition on in, in April, I'm going to do it. If there's one in May, June, July, as many as I can find, I want to try to try to do it. It's going to be rough. It's going to be hard, but I, that's, that's a goal for mine. I, I just love competing now um, because you just make so many friends through that experience too. And mm -hmm. there's people I've come to know who've also, you know, took, have taken that journey with like competing, dedicating this year to just like competing. And I would see that multiple times like, hey, you got, you want to, that's cool. Hell yeah. Um, just seeing their progress and their growth too, along with my growth. <clears throat> it's been just really fun watching other people grow too. So that's been like some of the best parts of competing is meeting new people. Yeah, the community aspect of jujitsu, um, you know, that's that's like kind of a broken record on this show. We always talk about the yeah. like how vast this community is and how amazing this community is and welcoming this jujitsu community is. Because yeah, like the some of the people that I've competed with, you know, I still keep in contact with them on Facebook every now and then. And like I said, the people that I've met on this on this podcast over this is I think this like episode ninety eight. And ninety eight, wow. That's yeah, awesome. so. Yeah, so it's I've been I've been chugging along, man, and every every single person I I still talk to to this day, like you know they ask about you know how's training or I'll catch up with them with training and stuff like that. It's 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 been it's been a blessing. It's been a, a good blessing because you know you got more people to talk to jujitsu like talk jujitsu about, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> I know, right? So I know, I remember a few months ago, um, I know you started an Instagram page for, I think it's called what, a, a Neurovergent? Yeah, Neurodivergent Grappler. There we go. So so how, is, how has that been going? Um, well, I've been so busy, so I haven't posted in a few weeks, but I'm trying to post it on a weekly basis now. Mm -hmm. I've just been busy with competition and preparing for comps and then um, dealing with personal things and stuff, but I definitely want to like put out like actual accurate information and not a bunch of like BS on there. But one of the biggest reasons why I started it because I have ADHD and I've struggled with that, um, with like executive functioning and my memory and stuff like that. And one thing coming in through one year out the other, and I'm just like, what? Um, for me with jujitsu too, like 
some aspects of learning I've had difficulties with um, just because of the ADHD. Um, so it doesn't mean I'm like lazy or anything like that, but I definitely want to like produce information that's relatable. Um, I know that a lot of people who, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of people, maybe some people who have, who train jujitsu might be neurodivergent. So neurodivergence is like, it could be ADHD, autism spectrum, OCD, um, dyslexia. Um, Tourette's also is like part of the neurodivergent um, umbrella. Um, so mm -hmm. I definitely want to get back um, just pro to provide like good, accurate information and resources for people who are neurodivergent and who want to train or are training and might have unique difficulties. Of course, I'm like not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. So I'm not out there like recommending people do X, Y, Z um, medically. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> stuff but I always tell people if you like suspect you know that you might have something you know um I would talk to your doctor <laughs> or go to a therapist yeah. I yeah. know right but you know the 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 stuff that I've, I have seen you post and you know I was able to sit down and read through it's been it was some very eye-opening information mm -hmm. and you know everyone has a different learning, learning aspect. I've learned more about myself as, you know, as I go through this journey with jujitsu, like I can, you know, we can sit here and talk about techniques all day and I will probably grasp it or I'll probably be like, Oh, okay. But I'm that type of person. Like I need to do it. I need to like right. feel it. I need to do it to be like, Oh, right. okay. And my partner, Brian, he's the same way. He's more so like the, he can, he can see it. He can just do it in his mind, but I'm like, nah, bro, we gotta, right, yeah, gotta pick a corner, me. bro. <laughs> no, that's not me. no, like, I have to actually do it. I'm definitely like a feeler for mm -hmm. the techniques. I have to do it. I could watch a video all day and I still wouldn't get the concept until I actually do it. So I never buy right. like, instructionals because, I mean, like, I have to do the technique eventually, but just purely watching the instructionals don't help. Um, and oftentimes yeah. I've struggled at like seminars because like, it's just so big. And I mean, I would try to do the technique, but I wouldn't get the technique just because mm -hmm. they go through it so quick. Um, so um, with me, I've done like a few privates that's helped me a lot um, because it's like pinpointing kind of exactly oppor like exact opportunities that I could improve on. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's helped a lot. I'm definitely one of those people who, who, is very like tactile. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you can see it kind of in the background, but you know, this tackling dummy, this uh, jujitsu dummy, it helps a lot. Cause there's those, you know, those moments I'll be sitting here and if I'm like editing videos or I'm, you know, watching, uh, watching like jujitsu videos on, uh, on social media and I'll see something, I'll be like, okay, no, I got to try that. Right. Now, you know, I grab it and be like, oh, snap, that's how that works. And, you know, obviously I don't get no like no feedback from it. But it's like at the same time, it's like, oh, OK, that's enough to kind of get my mind to like to process it and, and you know, and, and absorb it. But, yeah, I, I highly recommend everyone get get some type of, uh, you know, wrestling dummy or, you know, find someone you can beat up on. Yes. <laughs> that's that's my dummies. <laughs> They're not dummies. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I did look into like getting a dummy, but they're so they're kind of expensive. 
Um, honestly, like the well, I got this one from a friend of mine. So we kind of did a trade. I did a I did a painting for for him, and he gave me his uh gave me that one. But there's they are they can't get pricey. They can't get pricey. But um, I did see a couple on Amazon for like fifty bucks. Obviously, you have to buy the filling for it and everything else. But yeah, they are a blessing to have, especially for you know people who think like like think and process the stuff the way that we do that like we have to be like get our hands on it and get you know get the molding to figure out what the what's going on so yeah, yeah. it works it helps a lot that's tremendously awesome. right so. and that's the whole point of the page is like people learn differently and mm -hmm. I hope that this community will be open to those different types of learners yeah. whereas in like an academic setting it's only caters to like a couple of different types of learners and so you yeah. often people like me struggle through that or just like white knuckling through that and it's painful and it sucks so mm -hmm. you know i would hope that people don't have to go through that with jujitsu it should be fun and it yeah. should be approachable yeah and and that's a and you know that that mindset is such a a blessing to have especially going into that instructor role because you know how you learn so you can actually identify with other people on how they you know how they learn so you know for example you know we had our first class wednesday night and um you know we had people that was like kind of sitting on the sidelines never done jujitsu before and they're like oh no we're just gonna watch i'm like nah come on yeah. out here Give it a try because you because you like you can see it in their eyes that they really want to do it, but they're really hesitant. So we were going over um, uh, just a couple couple escapes from guard. And, you know, they, I'm, I'm just watching people and they're like, man, I just can't grasp it. I can't I can't figure this out. And I was like, hey, look, everybody real quick. I just want you guys to know you're it's you know, learning jujitsu is like learning a new language and learning how to walk at the same time. So don't feel bad when you can't get this, you know, get this technique right away, but, you know, just take your time with it. And, you know, just, you know, we can take as long as you wise want until you get it down. And you can just see like the, the tension ease in the room when I said that, cause everyone was like, Oh, okay. And everybody's yeah. like, you know, everyone was so happy that I'm not that, you no, know, we're not that type of, you know, structure where it's like, you know, if you don't get it, you're just going to default, you don't fall to the wayside. Like, no. I, I would literally stop everybody and say, hey, this person had an extra question about how to do a Kimura from guard. So we're going to break it down a little bit more. And everyone's like, oh, OK, well, I see that, yeah. you know, it's it's more family oriented and more friendly. Everyone was more, you know, susceptible to what we were trying to do. Right. And you want people to come back. And I think like being accommodating in that way helps people come back. Yeah. Yeah. And. That's what we were going for because we like we don't want to just overload these people because we can talk about jujitsu all day. But I was like, you know what? Let's try to bring it back, keep it simple. And I, I I love the idea of us quote unquote starting over because it gives my body a rest because I don't have to like worry about doing advanced techniques all day. I could just go back to the basic, just learning how to move on the ground and you know our snakes or shrimps or some some school call it. And it's just like uh, this is like a sigh of relief that, you know, my body get a, maybe a little bit of break, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited, very excited to see what the future holds at our, at the new spot that we're at. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But blue man, since you, um, 
you know, since you're a guest on the season two of uh, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, I mean, I talk your Jiu-Jitsu podcast, we added just a little bit of uh, a little question at the end. So we asked everybody who come on the show, uh, past or present, uh, your top three people you would love to get a chance to roll with. Oh, gosh. Top three. <laughs> no particular order. No particular order. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Who do I want to roll with? Oh man, do they have to be famous or? No, they don't have to be famous. They don't have to be famous. There's this woman named Krista, and she's she just got her purple belt, and she's master one, and she's just like I, she's just one weight class down from me, and she's just like killing it. Um, like I've seen her compete throughout this year too, and I'm just like. I was like envious. I'm like, oh, she's so good. Like she's just killing everybody. She's like just her speed and her tenacity and just her will to just work. Um, just I uh she made her purple belt debut at no gi pans and got gold. And wow. I was so impressed by that. So Krista, I would like to go against Krista. Hopefully, you know, we'll meet each other. She uh I think she tore ACL um at mm. At Nogi hands. Um, so she had an injury, unfortunately, because I would have loved to see her at like Nogi World. Um, but you know, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for her. So I would like to go. Yeah, her. definitely. Um, let's see who else. Oh man, I don't think about this. Uh, yeah. Everyone, you know, as much as every, no one, no one is ready for this question. No one, yeah, I'm not, I was not ready. <laughs> I mean, the, another person I like to roll with is um, this woman um, named Danielle Walker. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, she's she's also master one, and she got her black belt, I think, last year. But she was like, I told her, I met her again at Nogi Pans this year, um, and I told her that she inspired me to compete. Um, I... When I went to Pants to support my friend two years ago, she was a purple belt. And I just saw how she like just commanded those matches and just was very aggressive. Um, I think she has like a wrestling background and just she's so good on her feet. Um, and she talks a bit about her um, sobriety journey, too. Um, and she's just awesome. Like, I just love watching watching her. Like, I, I was just so mesmerized by her and. Like my friends were done at that point. I was just like, no, I need to watch, watch Danielle <laughs> finals match. I need to watch her. Uh, so I guess I would like to roll with her and learn from her. Um, let's see one more person. I can't think of one more person. I don't know, to be honest. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. If you can't, I mean, I know there's so many names you're like, you know, that's like running and like, you don't want to know why you feel left out, but. Yeah, like I can't really think of a famous person. I mean, like, actually, you know, I want to roll with Heather, um, my my coach, like, because it's been all virtual. So I'd like to see her in person. Um, and she's like a master world champ. Also, um, I really look up to like the masters women, because um, now I'm fighting in that division, um, more so mm -hmm. than the adults, because, you know, we're working full time, might have kids or, um, a lot of life going on and even through that you know they're doing this and competing at a high level so i really look up to look up to those women yeah man that's 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 awesome 
And, you know, a lot of people don't understand the sacrifices that we, we make in this sport to try to do something that we love. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation we can dive into. But, um, but yeah, Blue, if there's any other questions you have for me, uh, fire away. If not, I would love for you to continue to say, you know, what you know, what you got. What's the future for Blue in this world of jujitsu? Uh, you know, shout out anybody, anything that you, you want. The floor is all yours. Oh, man. Well, um, I just wanted to say thank you to the compound for helping me this year really grow my game. Um, I want to thank uh, Professor Zach for his support, um, Professor Mike, uh, let's see, Professor Heather. Uh, also want to thank my friends, Marcina, Daisy, Miriam. There's just so many people. I hope I'm not forgetting it. Joey. <laughs> um, I want to thank those people. Um, and yeah, just, you know, keep, keep on fighting, keep trying, come back to the mats. Um, if you ever feel frustrated and burnt out, take a break and come back. Um, just keep trying. Don't give up on yourself. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Blue, man, I, I, I am very excited for you, very happy for you. And I do appreciate you coming back on the show uh, again to talk about your awesome jujitsu journey. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. No problem. And uh, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Blue one more time for coming on and bless us with uh, her jujitsu knowledge. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.